Hey there, Future Rick here. Uh, Just going to apologize for some of the audio quality in this episode. One of the hosts had a bouncing leg throughout, which was vibrating the desk and thus the mic stand. So you're going to hear what sounds like wind blowing against a house. And the host apologizes and will keep their legs from bouncing in the future. Now, on with the show. You're listening to 30 Below with Allie and Rick. I'm Allie. And I'm Rick. And this week, we continue anime, Mm -hmm. uh, which is slightly misleadingly titled because we are not watching anime. No. We are watching animated movies. Um, So this one is The Page Master. Mm -hmm. Um, It is rated G. It is from 1994. It has a critics rating of 21% out of 19 critics and an audience rating of 48% out of 50,000 plus critics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it is thankfully a short <laughs> one hour and 15 minutes. And the tagline is, all the adventure your imagination can hold. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I would beg to differ on that i think there's a lot more adventure that my imagination can and hold also if i'm to believe the names of the books then only a third of this is adventure uh, right yeah exactly that too <laughs> so yeah i had never seen this one before mm-hmm. this one is one of my childhood favorites mm-hmm. uh uh, my grandma Mitzi had it, and we would watch it a lot when we were over there. Uh, and, yeah, I remember a few specific things from this very well. Uh, specifically the joke about uh, it's West by some broccoli. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember remembering that really well. Uh, it was East by some broccoli, right? East and by then some broccoli, West but... by a tree. Yeah. And then middle by a waterfall yeah uh i remember that joke uh and i also remembered the cool bike that macaulay culkin rides yeah really did not remember much more about this really cool bike so Um, yes uh this is also just a tiny bit of a stretch because although this is anime there is maybe 10 minutes of this 75 minute movie mm-hmm. which is live action and all the actors had to show up for one day of filming yep <laughs> uh so this movie it has two directors mm. uh because the live action parts are directed by joe johnston okay and uh you might recognize him from his first movie honey i shrunk the kids oh, yep mm-hmm. or maybe from jurassic park 3 Nope. He also did The Rocketeer. Nope. Captain America, The First Avenger. Yes. And most recently, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Nope. Which I think is the closest to of any of his movies that could appear on our podcast. And I think that was just middling, not bad. Uh, the animated stuff, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. It's either Pixote or Pihote. Mm-hmm. It looks like Quixote starting with a P. Okay. Pihote uh, Hunt, who directed Fantasia 2000. Okay. And also worked on The Black Cauldron. Okay. So I'm just saying there is a non-zero chance that he is responsible for Gurgi. That That's upsetting. <laughs> oh. Uh, we don't need to bring back Gurgi for anything. And the main writer on this movie is David Kirshner, who is best known for creating an American tale. So he gets a credit on all of the five-all spinoffs. Okay. And he also wrote the story to Hocus Pocus. Oh, well, that's good. Yep. So, this movie. Yeah. Uh, you literally fell asleep. I did. But, to be fair, I have been very busy and needed a yeah. nap after my show. Yeah, you've 
had a very hectic weekend after a very hectic week. Yeah. Uh, So I'm glad that we were even able to have any time to record this week. Yeah. Um, But yes, I did fall asleep in the middle of it. Um, I don't know why. It's the fascinating tale of a nerdy (laughs) indoor kid who needs to learn to read books. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh... Yep, so we, I was so confused when he woke up and there was a no smoking sign above his bed. I was like, what is going on? And then it turned out that he had a bunch of caution signs around his room because apparently he is so afraid of everything that he has to put signs all over his room alerting him to various dangers. Yep, he is a 10-year-old prepper. Yes. He has an earthquake bag. He has fire safety stuff. Mm. He is ready for any and all eventualities. Yes, he deals entirely in statistics of how dangerous something is. Um, He won't, like, go into the treehouse with his dad because there's... Uh, he's scared of heights. Yeah. He's scared of ladders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also it's weird to see Ed Begley Jr. this young and a dad. Uh, like, is that his real hair color? He was like I, platinum blonde. I don't in know. This. Like, maybe it was if he had spent a lot me. of time in the California sun. I don't know, but it was off-putting for me, and I could not see him as a dad. I was just like, Ed Begley Jr. is not a dad. See, I can see him as a dad, but only to, like, an adult person. Like, it's yeah. weird to see him right. as a dad for a kid. Yeah. Yep, that's... Yeah, I can see him as a dad for an adult person, but yeah, not as a, a dad to a young... Like you just said, yeah. I thought and that was And, of course, weird. the uh, lead in this movie is a 1994-era-appropriate Macaulay Culkin. Yep. Like, this is the height of Macaulay mania. Yep. And we don't want you to forget that, so our soundtrack is going to be ripping off Home Alone the entire time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Macaulay Culkin is afraid of everything, and his dad sends him to the hardware store to go get some materials. He's like, hey, go buy a pound of nails. After Macaulay Culkin, although so terrified of everything, doesn't pay attention when lifting a bucket of nails up to his dad. And looses them onto his dad's skull. Right. Causing his dad to fall out of the treehouse and land on his back. Yeah, I I was wondering how why he lifted it up so high. Like because yep, he wasn't paying attention, I guess. I don't... He did it because the script demanded well, he yeah, do it. I just I thought that I might have missed something there, but apparently not. And he just he doesn't practice what he preaches and apparently his safety is paramount and nobody else's yep um also maybe i was maybe i i hallucinated this but it looked like he gave his dad gave him a hundo to to get nails it was a five it looked like a hundo to me, and I was like, that is way too many nails. Then Macaulay Culkin, like, get his name is Rich in this, or Richard. Mm-hmm. Richard um, Tyler. Yes, Richard Tyler. And he gets on this ridiculous bike. Which, first off, the bike takes up, is in the center location of this garage. So I guess the parents don't park in the garage and they let their kid... Just, have the bike there yeah and that's what the garage is for yep and yeah it has a flag above it so that you can see it from afar it has a windshield yeah it has lights, lights up front so and it has a backup noise when he's going in reverse it, well it's it's all the noise is the whole time like, it just beeps the whole time, whether he's going backward or forward. 
which is really obnoxious. Yeah, it's a really cool bike. It's it's the worst bike. It's uh, the worst bike I have ever seen. I think what appealed to me as a kid was the headlights on it. Mm. Because I was like, oh, then you could always ride your bike. Like, you could ride it at night or whatever. But they're not really headlights so much as they're flashing lights up front to mm-hmm. make it obvious that he's there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, considering how some people in cities drive around bike lanes, like, yeah. might not be the worst idea. I mean, that's true, yeah. Does, and you know what? He's wearing his helmet, as he should. His helmet is a bit ridiculous, though. I mean, I don't want my head getting smashed when I'm riding a bicycle. No, but his helmet was like a full on, like, it's not a bike helmet. It's like a a full head helmet. And he's wearing a reflector vest, which is very safety oriented. Like, you should be wearing reflective clothing when on a bicycle. So like, yeah, 100 points for the bike. <laughs> Okay. No floss. Right. Yep. No notes. Um, and Macaulay Culkin rides by some cool kids who have a ramp set up and they're going on their bikes off this ramp. And yep, they, they have a plank set up against giant, like, uh, pipes that would go for the sewers, mm-hmm. like four feet tall pipes. Yep. And they're ramping off of them. Mm-hmm. And none of them are wearing helmets. No, because they're cool kids. Well, Tony Hawk is cool, and he always wears a helmet. <laughs> uh, and uh, they make fun of Rich on his bike, and they're like, Hey, Richie, where are you going? The moon? Like, as if that's an insult. Like... Going to the moon would sound awesome if you were a kid. So, like, that's not an insult. It's not. But he rides away sheepishly, and then this giant storm appears from literally nowhere. Out of nowhere. And he's a scared kid who apparently doesn't think to shelter in that tunnel that he comes across. Nope, just like, keeps the tunnel scares The tunnel scares him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't view it as a potential shelter from the storm. No. And instead, he crashes his bike into a statue, mm-hmm. and that is, like, nuts to this, and <laughs> leaves his bike outside in the storm. Mm-hmm. Well, his bike is broken at that point because the shield came off and the lights came off and now it's just an ordinary bike, which he can't ride because it's not safe. I mean, not in a storm. Yeah. I mean, he had the flag (laughs) on the back. That would attract lightning, wouldn't it? He's got rubber tires. It's fine. Sure. Okay. Uh, And he uh, rips off his helmet and takes off his safety vest and goes towards this the only building nearby mm. and he's spooked by these lion statues at front because he's such a scaredy cat yep and he rushes inside and it's the greatest library in existence yep it's huge 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 library and the only person inside is the librarian who is played by christopher lloyd in who... very realistic goatee yes not glued on at all nope uh, and he practically accosts Rich. And he's like, what are you here for? You look like you're an adventurer fantasy. No, let me guess, horror. And he's like just attacking this child who came in out of nowhere. Just, uh, he barely says, or uh, Macaulay Culkin barely says anything to Christopher Lloyd, and all of a sudden, Christopher Lloyd is, like, just... He signed him up for a library card, and he's trying to get him books within seconds. Yep, very aggressively. And also, he didn't have any of the lights on in this library, Mm -mm. despite the fact that, like, it's the middle of the day, they're open. Yeah. So I don't know what he's been doing all day. Nobody's there, though. But Mr. Dewey... He's an eccentric librarian, I suppose. Oh, it was his name Mr. Dewey? Yes, it was. Oh, no. Like the Dewey Decimal System. And Culkin's just like, no, I just need to call my parents and tell them where I am. 
and he's like okay there's a phone you just have to head northwest then head west and at first i'm like why are you telling him directions via cardinal like directions on a map but then once he gets the rotunda there is a giant compass rose beneath him so i was like okay yes in this scenario saying head northwest from the rotunda makes the most sense because yeah like it's literally on the floor that's not where the phone should be though the phone is way too far away you should have a phone at the front desk yeah if someone has to call and say hey do you have that new novel by that lady who writes things right exactly and i feel like this is just like a cruel trick because like clearly the librarian knows that this is, like, a magic library or something. Um, and Macaulay Culkin is just gonna get tricked into this, like, cartoon world and not call his parents like he's supposed to. And, yeah. Yeah, and Macaulay Culkin is wandering past stacks and stacks of books, Mm -hmm. and it just looks so cool. Like, this is a great library. Mm -hmm. And then he's in this ginormous rotunda, Mm -hmm. and the library apparently stretches into infinity in every direction. Yep. And Macaulay Culkin looks up, and he sees this mural Mm -hmm. uh, that features four famous literary works where it's clearly like Moby Dick and Jekyll and, Jekyll and Hyde, Hyde and Treasure Island, Island and just a, do- a, a, a dragon. A dragon. And a knight. And then in the center is a creepy wizard <laughs> that the librarian must have commissioned to be like, hey, and also in the center of all these famous books, paint me as a wizard. <laughs> Because it is modeled after Christopher Lloyd. Yep. And it's like, uh, what is a page, Master? (laughs) What's it doing here? Master of the books! A.K.A. a librarian. And Um, then Macaulay Culkin slips on the puddle that he's created from his dripping clothes. Okay, yeah, I know that it was because his clothes were dripping, but also... I just kept thinking that it it reminded me, or not reminded me, but sometimes it felt like he was peeing <laughs> himself. And I know that he wasn't, but for some, maybe like the puddle at his feet made me feel like he, he was peeing himself. I knew that he wasn't, but it, it had that feeling to it. And it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but they kept on like showing like water dripping by his feet. And I didn't know what that was alluding to that was not him peeing himself. But then we see that he slips on this puddle that he has created, and he bonks his head on the floor. And the camera does a real spinning around and zooming in and comes out, and then he goes on his magical adventure. He, like, gets up and he's like, ooh, I slipped. And then... I feel like he should be bleeding in the back of the head. Like, that looked like a pretty hard floor and a hard fall. Probably, but we got a <laughs> PG rating to keep here. G. A oh, G a rating. G rating to yeah. keep. Yeah. Despite the cartoon violence. I suppose cartoon violence is allowed. Yeah. And he gets this glob of paint on his hand. He's like, huh? And then paint starts dripping all around him. Then he looks up and the mural is dripping with the best CGI 1994 can get on a budget. Yep. And he starts running from this wave of paint. And this actually looks pretty cool. Mm -hmm, Uh, It does. Like, it's a mix of CGI and hand-drawn animation to uh, facilitate it, like Mm -hmm. to complement it to cover up the lack of what CG could do at the time. Mm -hmm. And the paint turns into, like, this uh, multicolored dragon that's chasing him. Mm -hmm. And then he gets consumed by it and is now a cartoon. And it's not a, 
I'm in a different world now. He literally says, I'm a cartoon. Uh-huh. So this is literally what everything looks like, I guess. Yep. And that's when we meet the page master. Yes. And the page master is really leaning into that book theming. Mm-hmm. Uh, his He's... robe looks like a book, like it has pages showing. It has a spine oh, I didn't on the back. That. His uh-huh. beard looks like paper that's rolled up. Yep. His, his hat is like a paid uh, paper that's rolled up. His, his staff is a scroll. Mm-hmm. Like, he is 110% going into this theming. He is. And the page master doesn't tell him how to get out, and instead's like, nope, you gotta go on an adventure, kid. Sorry. Yep, he's like, you gotta Pass go three trials. Pass three trials. Horror, fantasy, and adventure. Uh, and... So, uh, I guess... Um, yeah, so Richard goes on his way, tries to find the exit, crashes into a phone booth. So he finds the phone booth in the animated world. Mm-hmm. And he hears a line, like the line, and they says that the line's out because of the storm. And I'm like, is that, did he just imagine that this happened? Or in this fantasy world that I, I have to assume exists because of the ending? Mm-hmm. Like, did he actually crash into the animated version and he could have called home if there wasn't a storm. Right, and they're like, yeah. hey, mom and dad, I'm a cartoon. Also, do they do that for, like, city-wide? Like, would they say due to the storm? No, you would just hear, because that implies yeah, that would... someone managed to get a message in. Yeah, exactly. If that's happening, that means that their call can get to the center right which yeah. means that you could be connected yeah. so it's an impossibility as yeah. far as i can tell mm-hmm. and that's when he meets his first book friend adventure yes voiced by patrick stewart oh and like which is bizarre because uh this is like right smack dab in the middle of next generation mm-hmm. and this is Patrick Stewart does a lot of voice acting nowadays, mm-hmm. but it's always to sound like Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he didn't sound like but Patrick Stewart. But he's like, Stewart yeah, he's this. doing like a a Welsh or an Irish accent. Like yeah. he sounds like a movie pirate. Yeah, he does. He's gravelly. Like it's so weird that they hired Patrick Stewart to do that. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of wish that he was allowed to do voices like that in mm-hmm. other things instead of just being Gravitas Patrick Stewart. Right, yeah. But alas. Yep. And, um, and yeah, this pirate book is adventure. So there are three books, adventure, fantasy, and horror, which I I am led to believe adventure contains horror. All the adventure stories ever. Yep. But also not. But also not. Because he grabs other stories and right. like, uses them to his advantage. Yeah. And his introduction to this kid who is scared of everything is, Hey, I'm going to climb. Let's climb this ladder. We'll get a better view and we'll find where to go. Yeah. And the kid's like, no, I'm scared of ladders and heights. Mm-hmm. And Adventure's solution is, okay, opens up 20,000 leagues under the sea. Let's make it scary so that you are so scared that you climb the ladder. Because the best way to overcome a fear is a bigger fear. <laughs> and almost kills the kid with this book. Yep, mm-hmm. And the kid only survives because he happens to grab onto Fantasy, mm-hmm. who is a flying book voiced by Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. doing a very Aladdin was huge and we want a genie yes. type performance. Yep. Because mm-hmm. uh, she is riffing constantly. She's making pop culture jokes. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that she ad-libbed a large percentage of her lines. Yeah. And she's like, hey, I'll help you if you check me out because 
these books they, that we meet are apparently unwanted leave. books. Yeah. That haven't been checked out in ages. And so they need a kid with a library card to check them out. And that's that's what they want. Yep. And uh, she mocks adventure and he's like, ah, I know where we are. We're in Baskerville. And they we keep seeing these shelves and the books that are on there. And I'm like, what is this, like, listing? How, what Dewey Decimal System is this library <laughs> following? Yeah. Because literally, uh, they have Cinderella next to The 39 Steps next to Macbeth and Richard III. And like, what? Why are those together? Yeah. But alas... I mean, nobody comes into this library, apparently, so they just arrange it however they want, and they don't have to do anything to organize it, because nobody is going to come in anyway. Well, they open up the Hounds of the Baskerville, and the titular Hounds of the Baskerville erupt out and start chasing them around. And Why? so they Because the book was magic and was a book. I know, but why would you... Open up that one. Because they didn't know what book it was. And they didn't even fully open it. They just, like, held it mm-hmm. and then set it down and then opened itself because the hound wanted out. Um. Because this takes place... And I'll get into it in a second. But they dive through into a bookshelf mm-hmm. to get away. And now they're in the horror section. Yes. And they meet horror... And enter this mansion because they see the exit sign above and they're like, okay, we need to go through there Mm. to get to the exit. Yep. And they go into the mansion of Dr. Jekyll, Mm -hmm. which means that they are in a section of the library, but also they're inside a specific book, Mm -hmm. but also there are books that are characters. Mm -hmm. So what is a book? in this world no idea which is a weird question to ask but like books exist Mm -hmm. some of them are full personalities Mm -hmm. some of them are just the stories come to life Mm -hmm. and inside these books that have personalities they have stories that can come to life yes but only sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a confusing metaphor that doesn't feel fully fleshed out yeah uh, horror is voiced by Frank Welker, mm-hmm. which, yeah, Frank Welker is a pro. You get him for a role like that, which then just seems strange that one of the three main, like, anime characters is not a, like, a face actor. Yeah, He's yeah. a voice actor entirely. Mm-hmm. I was like, you could have saved a budget, because especially you got Patrick Stewart doing that voice Mm -hmm. no one's thinking oh patrick stewart oh patrick stewart yeah but clearly this uh movie was made by a star trek fan because dr jekyll is leonard nimoy Uh. which means that we've got patrick stewart leonard nimoy and Whoopi goldberg all from next generation Mm -hmm. and dr jekyll is like oh be wary there's evil in this room and it wants to get you and care for a drink makes a drink which uh he offers to adventure who spills it and well it, no because er, horror wants the olive out of the drink and uh horror like spills it when adventure is trying to drink it um also horror is an igor slash quasimodo like mashup mm-hmm Who's also very scared of everything. Who's also scared of everything and not very bright. No. Um, Very all over the place characterization. Yeah. Um, But yeah, horror like gets adventure to spill the drink because he wants the olive out of the drink. And then the drink spills onto the wood floor and, and apparently it's made of acid. xenomorph blood because it just eats right through it mm-hmm. but it didn't eat through the olive in the glass so i guess it doesn't eat through living organic stuff but it can eat through wood yeah who's to uh, say i don't know 
Maybe it was a weird xenomorph olive. And then Dr. Jekyll drinks his and transforms into Mr. Hyde. It's like, okay, so clearly you're a bad guy, Dr. Jekyll, because you decided to transform into Mr. Hyde here just so that you could then attack this kid. Right, yeah. In the actual, like, story of Jekyll and Hyde, like, Jekyll is, like, looking into, like, the duality of good and evil and is, like, experimenting and seeing if he could, um, like, uh, divide those two parts. Mm -hmm. Um... Not just like, hey, I think I'll just drink this and become super evil and terrorize this kid. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's what he does. Also, uh, the way that uh, he changes into Hyde, I feel is kind of problematic because like everything darkens with him, including his skin. Oh. I don't it think does. they it meant turns it like, like that. greenish though more. It's like a greenish brown. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was you know. I can uh, see how I, you could make a Yeah, I don't think they meant it like that, but it was like, hmm, I am uncomfy with that. And then they just push Dr. Jekyll to his death. Yep. He falls backwards. Mhm. Uh, I should say that uh, horror, down. like, falls onto a chandelier above, mm-hmm. and it crashes down, and Mr. Hyde, like, falls backwards, mm-hmm. and then is wrapped around chains and is pulling the chandelier with, and then horror gets free. He's doing a sanctuary, sanctuary, yeah. Yeah. which doesn't make sense. You don't say sanctuary when you mean save my life. Right, yeah. Uh they get free, and then they're From running. Fantasy's wand. She mm-hmm. uses it like a, a welding. Like an acetylene torch. Yeah, that. And they run upstairs, and then again, there's books everywhere now. So mm-hmm. they're both inside a book and surrounded by books. Mm-hmm. And some of them are ghost books. Mm-hmm. And so they're being they're chased ghost by ghosts. They have to run upstairs to get to safety, and they get onto the roof, and they have to climb down now, because the building is made of books. <laughs> and now Richie gets his courage briefly, and manages to save a friend, and gets them all to safety. Mm-hmm. And uh, he falls onto a gargoyle. Uh, and then the eyes glow red and you hear the page master's voice. Uh, but the glowing red gargoyle eyes is a thing that Disney would use, uh, five years later in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And then he swings on a vine, on a vine, which they would do in Tarzan Mm -hmm. six years later. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that apparently Disney was watching the Page Master closely. I think that's a, a stretch. <laughs> also, this is was produced by 20th Century Fox, so Disney owns it now, and they didn't bother putting it on Disney+. Plus. So take that for what you will, <laughs> vis-a-vis it's uh, how much they care. Or anyone cares about this movie. <laughs> Reminder, Thumbelina is on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, so Adventure is like, hey, we're by the sea now. And takes off his peg leg and turns it into a telescope. So that he can look out and see the exit sign. Mm-hmm. And they hop in a rowboat and start going out. But oh no, there's a hole in the boat. And... Uh, Richard just stuffs a hanky in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not no. That is not a good plan. Uh-uh. Aren't you this kid who's terrified of everything and no statistics and stuff? Your plan is to just put a rag in this <laughs> and just soak up the leak as it happens and then paddle into the open sea. Well, he knows the statistics. He just doesn't know how to apply. I guess that knowledge. And as they row out, they come across Moby Dick happening. Mm-hmm. And they see the whale versus Ahab. And 
it actually looks pretty cool, like the animation style. Here. Yeah. Uh, but the whale kills Ahab, mm-hmm. and then proceeds to come and tries to eat his boat, uh, Richard's mm-hmm. boat. Yep. So now I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of on Ahab's side. This this whale's a dick. <laughs> I, he was just minding his own business. He didn't have a blood vendetta against yeah. the whale. <laughs> the whale just decided to try and eat him. Mm-hmm. And oh no, we lost adventure. Or we, adventure's still alive, but we lost f- fantasy and horror. They're dead. Yep, they're they're dead. That's what adventure says. And it's like, and well, yep, they got tossed into the sea and books don't do well in water. And Richie's upset because they're the only friends I've ever had. Which is really sad. And he's literally known them for like 10 minutes. And their books. They're not real books either. They're they're cartoon books. They're cartoon book concepts. Yeah. They are the concept of a genre of book. Yep. I mean, like, your parents aren't your friends. I mean, like, I mean, I, I get that, you know, some kids don't consider their parents their friends and like that's fine but he's a loser without friends so like and he's not a book nerd like and he's what not, are you doing no he's just a weird doomsday prepper who knows statistics but doesn't know how to apply them and his only friends are concepts of books <laughs> in uh, his imagination uh sharks start coming but they get saved by passing uh pirates and we're now suddenly in uh treasure island Mm -hmm. which means that this is the third of the four stories we will come across Mm -hmm. and two of them are robert louis stevenson oh yeah actually three robert louis stevenson if i'm correct will be in this uh story which seems like a little too much like yeah he had some very big books like maybe Maybe some, like, uh, Dickens could show up? Like, we did hear a Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol yeah. briefly. Maybe get some other authors in there. Do you think Robert Louis Stevenson was funding some... Yep, he was funding it from beyond the grave. Yep. <laughs> I knew he was dead. I said, I, I meant that. I know. And Long John Silver throws the uh, library card overboard and is like, well, you're my cabin boy, so I hope you know the story of Treasure Planet because I need you to be Treasure Jim. Treasure Island. Or Treasure Island. Because <laughs> I need you to be Jim. Mm-hmm. They crash on Treasure Island and pull out a map, which consists of two things. It's just a picture of a tree and a letter. Mm-hmm. And they hold it the wrong way and they're like, it means go to the middle, to the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Or no, west, buy some broccoli. East, buy some east broccoli. East, buy some broccoli. And then, yes, no, west, buy a tree. Mm-hmm. And when they show up, the treasure's already dug up. Yeah. Like, the Long John Silver the seems to think- The treasure's just sitting in a pile of dirt, and it's like, that's not gonna have anything. Are you kidding? And then the crew seems to think that Long John Silver betrayed them. Yeah. Like, he thought it was there too. Yeah, exactly. But they're like, ah, oh, let's kill him because he betrayed us. And then. At least they found one gold doubloon. Like, yeah. that's more than nothing. I, I can buy you something. Yeah. And then they get saved by mysterious voices in the trees. And those voices turn out to be. Our very own dead books yeah, who aren't dead. Somehow they survived. And there's a bad action scene and Adventure gets stuck in the treasure chest so he doesn't get to do any fighting. Yep. So horror and fantasy are doing the fighting. Yep. And, uh, and then they, they hear Adventure from inside the treasure chest and they like let him go. They chase Long John Silver off the island, and Rich like Richie is... has to pick up a sword and threaten his life because <laughs> he was 
that was something you needed to learn to do, kid, is how to threaten pirates with a sword. <laughs> like, one-legged pirates that were going off on their own anyway. Yeah. Is that a thing that Long John Silver just had one leg? Yeah, that's... It is a very important... He didn't have a peg leg. He just no. had one leg. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Like, a lot of times they'll have a peg leg just because in a movie as an actor it's easier to have a fake leg than it is to hop on one leg the entire time (laughs) unless you are someone who only has one leg yeah yeah uh but yeah he doesn't have a peg leg he has a crutch uh gotcha uh yeah so after he threatens to murder they're like Mm -hmm. hey what happened to or Horror follows adventure and is like, hey, look at me. I'm a pirate too. Yeah, horror wants to be like adventure. We don't really know why, but. I guess. And adventure's like, no, you're a nerd. Get away from me. You'll never be adventure. Take that bandana off. You look dumb. They have the breakup scene and it's the end of act two low point in their relationship. Yeah, it's very odd. (laughs) Which comes out of nowhere and is resolved instantly. Mm -hmm. Because he shows up and he's like, oh, hey, where's horror? It's like, oh, he was with me and oh, I'll go apologize. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then finds him and apparently Treasure Island is also Lilliput because he finds horror tied down by Lilliputians Mm -hmm. as if he's from Gulliver's Travels, which is RLS, Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. Future Rick here again. Uh, That's Jonathan Swift who wrote Gulliver's Travels, not Robert Louis Stevenson. As you were. Uh, So... Which got me, like, confusing books then, because I was like, oh yeah, Lilliputians are in Treasure Island. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, they're from Gulliver's Travels, not Treasure Island. Treasure Island would be a much better book if at the end, like, they get to Treasure Island and they find the treasure, and then all of a sudden one of them gets (laughs) tied down by little people. Um, But yeah, so... They found their way to fantasy somehow. Yep, they cut... uh, horror loose from the Lilliputians and then they stumble on fantasy and adventures like is misogynist is like ah how do you know where you're going fantasy fantasy's like oh well see my power and she girlifies him which is the most horrible thing right yeah is to have a man wear pink and makeup yeah and very he's bad. very upset. Very bad. Mm-hmm. And then we get this scene that's a 90s pop ballad. Oh, gosh. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. It is a terrible song it's... about following adventure or something. I don't know. And then there's, like, fairies that take his the fairies look kind of cool yeah, they're, they're like electric or yeah, like electricity they rotoscoped actual ballerinas mm-hmm. with this electricity styling so yeah they do look cool they look really cool but the fairies take richie's glasses for some reason and richie sees mother goose fly over and he's like look it's mother goose which is actually a mother on a goose <laughs> like <laughs> They see Humpty Dumpty. And they put Rich's glasses on Humpty Dumpty and his eyes go all, like, red and then, like, the multicolor, like, I can't see because this isn't my prescription. (laughs) And he falls backwards and dies. Because the fairies are dicks. Which, I mean, yeah, that fits with fairies. That does, yeah. And this whole time, Rich doesn't have his glasses. My glasses! My glasses! Because he's also in My Girl, and yeah. he loses his glasses. He, just, he can't see without his glasses! Well, he can't see because he he's has dead. bees. Because he died from the bees. Spoilers for My Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he finally gets his glasses back when he's 
inside this rock for or goes through this rock formation and climbs up onto this point. Uh, Adventure finds his sword somehow because it like magically is in this cave. I didn't even know he had lost his sword. Yeah, like when he got attacked by the pirates, I think, or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, because he had it he when had he rescued. He had it when he cut out, when he cut yeah. her loose. At some point, he lost his sword, I guess. <laughs> and he swipes at a rock in the cave and turns Balls. out that everything starts shaking because the cave is actually the mouth of a Dragon! dragon! And now we've got to remind you that Aladdin came out two years ago, <laughs> and we save ourselves by ripping the 1,001st page out of fantasy, fantasy, and she uses her wand on it to turn it into a flying carpet, which rescues them and flies them towards the exit. The dragon breathes fire at them, but apparently it's very light fire. Yeah. Because it doesn't burn up the carpet or the books. Yeah. It just knocks them out of the sky like they're in a biplane. Yeah. Fighting well, the Red Baron. An adventure got, like, completely burned by the dragon, but he only looks, like, slightly toasted and yeah, his mustache has Classic been... cartoon. Yeah. Covered in soot. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they crash onto the mountain. They're really close to the top. And uh, Richie is... I keep calling him Richie because he was in Richie Rich. And also it sounds more natural to me. It does. Uh, Rich is trapped under a book. And it's Atlas Atlas Shrugged. Shrugged. Which... I think is the best joke in the movie because that means Atlas Shrugged is in the fantasy section. <laughs> that is pretty good. Um, and the yeah. books hide in the little cave while Rich climbs up and he's like, hey, I made it. And he's like, oh no, I gotta save my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, adventure and fantasy like have a love scene and profess their yeah, affection for each other really and they kiss. really weird. That was very weird. <laughs> Which comes out of nowhere. But then Adventure makes a pass at Fantasy after he kissed her saying, you want to curl up with a good book? And then Fantasy is like, I will kiss you, but I do not abide by pickup lines. And, and she's all mad at him. And, and then he gets... Yeah hit with the fire and doesn't hurt yep uh rich has to save the books Mm -hmm. so he robs a corpse of its helmet shield and sword yeah and when he takes off the helmet it looks like the corpse's like brains are still there i know it's not it's like dust or something the skull is missing the top of it as if it was killed by a blow to the head. Yeah. And the only piece of armor he takes from it is, is the, the helmet. helmet. And then the uh, skeleton fades to dust upon exposure to air, I guess. Yeah. I've... Which I'm just saying, I think that that was the previous kid that the page master like sent oh, on this adventure. No. <laughs> oh no. And. Well, it looked like an adult. Yeah. So, uh, he tries to fight the dragon. The sword is useless. Dragon picks him up with the tail and Rich doesn't have any weapons anymore. And then yells at the dragon. I'm not afraid of you, which why? Yeah, you should be, you should be afraid of the giant fire breathing dragon. That's about to crush or eat you. You Definitely be afraid of the giant fire breathing dragon. And then the giant fire breathing dragon swallows him whole. Mm -hmm. And so he goes down the dragon's esophagus and into the stomach where it's like lava, basically. Um, and he's like trying to climb up the back up the throat and it doesn't work. And then he hears the page master go, look to the books. And he sees like different books and he's like no not this one not this one Alice in Wonderland and opens it and someone else oh yeah off, off with, with his, his head. head which I mean that seems pretty useful to fight a dragon yeah that's true especially if you're like inside it 
Um, but he's like, Jack and the Beanstalk, perfect. And I'm like, oh no, because that's for the dragon. That is Yeah, the dragon's about to die a horrifying, (laughs) horrifying death. But he opens it and... Luckily, he gets the beanstalk because if he had gotten the giant, oh, like yeah. he would have still killed the dragon, but he wouldn't have gotten out. Uh, nope. Um, but the beanstalk like starts growing from the book inside the dragon's stomach. And... Like a watermelon seed that someone swallowed. Yep. And... It goes straight up the esophagus and... and... Just... Through his He's open mouth. Up, and now the dragon is flying with this <laughs> something erupting from his throat so he can't <laughs> breathe anymore. Mm-hmm. He feels it the entire way because you've got nerve endings all yep. over your throat. Yep. He f- probably feels like he's ha- got been imp- intubated and it's being removed constantly. <laughs> and Rich managed to grab the books and rides the beanstalk up to the top mm-hmm. before the dragon finally closes his mouth to try to cut off the beanstalk, mm-hmm. which causes it to fall off. But it's still growing, so right, he's still yeah, got it coming still... out. He's still choking oh, no, to death. Oh what a horrible death. On this never-ending beanstalk. Oh my gosh. Oh no. And even if he doesn't suffocate on it, he's going to die of starvation or something because right, he's not going to be yeah. able to eat anything. And the dragon beast. was just taking a nap. Like, he didn't ask for any of this. Nope. The dragon was You were the just... one who walked into his open mouth and, and then hit him with a sword. Yeah, exactly. And they managed to get through the final doors and the page master's there, and the books are so reverent. They're like, oh, there's the page, page master. master. The page master. Mm-hmm. And the page master is like, or, and uh, Rich is like, you were here the whole time? You could have done that the whole time? And the page master was like, uh, yes, I could have, but you wouldn't have... Uh, fought pirates and a dragon and all this other stuff if I just did that. And he shows him specters of his adventure so we see uh, Dr. Jack will be like, you faced off against evil and then uh, Long John Silver or Captain Ahab's there's like, and you stood toe to toe with Moby Dick Mm -hmm. and then LJS is there and, and you stood up to a fearsome pirate and then we see the dragon. I half expected the dragon to be like, you fell the mighty beast. <laughs> Which, I mean, probably would have worked better than just showing a picture of the dragon. <laughs> showing the, the dragon as the beanstalk is, like, still growing out of his mm-hmm. mouth. Um, and he's yeah. like, and now you get to go home. And he sees his lifeless corpse lying on the <laughs> ground. <laughs> and also, it just kind of... Uh, makes me think like, well, yes, you almost died all of these times, but like, if I had it, if I had just helped you, you wouldn't, you would still be a loser. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, you know, suffering builds character. (laughs) And he gets set back to his body and he comes to and the he's staring up at the image of the page master and then mr dewey the librarian steps in and steps right in front of the page master's face and is like oh that was quite a tumble Mm -hmm. oh and right before that happens though uh three books thud on the ground yep which means that this actually happened that this wasn't just a dream he had Mm -hmm. like these books magically appeared Mm -hmm. from the ceiling Mm mm-hmm and he's like, oh, I know what I need to do. I need to check out these books. And so he's holding the three books, and then he hands the guy his library card, and then just, like, goes away. That's not, not how you check how out it a works. book. That's not how you check out a book. You have also, to mark it down. You yeah. have to keep your library card. Right. Well, and apparently you can only check out two books at a time at this library. Like, that's... Two books is not a good limit. It's like, not. I understand a three book limit because for per person. Yeah. But even so, like, 
And then he makes a big deal like, oh, I'm gonna let you do it because I can tell what you need. And also because the kid says, I have to check it out. I promised him. Yeah. Which, if this wasn't a magical person, would now be very concerned about the child (laughs) who slipped and fell and is talking about making promises to books. (laughs) That is a very big lawsuit the city has on its hands. Especially, like, the parents know how careful this kid is, so, like, they're gonna know that oh, yeah. he would have been aware of any danger. Yeah. Uh, they are gonna be very litigious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not what happens. Uh, he leaves with the books, and he's riding his newly lamified bike. <laughs> <laughs> and he rides past the ramp that he saw before, and he's like, yeah! I'm gonna do it! He rides up and ramps off the bike, and he learns that you have to read books um. and do dangerous things <laughs> to have fun. Mm-hmm. The uh, parents come home, and... They find him they're sleeping. They're like, where do we oh. call the cops? Because they haven't heard from him right, all day. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess they went searching for him because of the storm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they see him sleeping in his unfinished treehouse. Yep, and they're like, should we take him in? And the mom's like, or no, the dad's like, oh, let's just let him sleep here tonight. No, don't let your kid sleep in an unfinished treehouse yes. on his own. Let's let him sleep several inches away from a 15-foot drop. Because mm-hmm. uh, we don't have a barrier up there yet. Uh, let's not cover him up well, because there was a storm tonight. over him. If there was a storm, there might be another. Mm-hmm. Like, and if a storm came through, that means there's a cold front, so it's going to be chilly. Right. They also took his glasses, too. Like, like he's going to wake up, he's, he's not going to be able to get down. He's not going to be able to see. He's, yeah, not going to be able to get down. Then, These are very bad parents, and they're like, oh, let's go inside. And they turned off his light, too, his lamp. And they go inside and just go to bed. Yep. And then we hear the books talking, and Horror's like, ooh, I want a nightlight. Fantasy lights the lantern for him with her magic. Mm-hmm. And then we see their shadows on the wall talking to each other, and thus proving that this adventure actually physically happened. Mm-hmm. It's not a metaphor or yep. anything. It's not a dream. He literally did this. And the dragon still has a beanstalk <laughs> yep. growing out of his stomach. <laughs> and uh, then Adventure's like, hey, let's end with a kiss. And then we get a no homo ending. And yep. the horror's like, okay. And Adventure's like, no, that's I gross. I wanted one from the girl. And then we get a second power ballad. Yeah. <laughs> over the credits. Yep. And I, it took me longer than it should have to realize it was a different song. Oh, I noticed right away. I was like, this is another one? And, yeah, the only uh, important thing that I picked up from the credits is that Phil Hartman was one of the voices in this movie. Oh. Uh, He would have been one of the voices of the pirates during the uh, Long John Silver section. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the Page Master. That is the Page Master. Uh, Yeah. What'd you think? Um... I think that there are other ways to convince kids that books are cool. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been s- scared of watching this movie when I was little just because of some of the, like, the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Um, and, because that was kind of creepy, the, the Hyde. Um... And, but the, the paint thing was cool in the beginning. Um, I think the moral was terrible. Um, in that, you know, you have to suffer in order to build character and also, like, read more books and you won't be such a loser. 
Um, read books so you're not scared of everything. Yeah, read books so you're not scared of everything. Um, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the animation was more like a TV show than a, than an animated movie. It was so, yeah, that was interesting. It felt like a, an animated TV show rather than an animated movie. Um, yeah, I I kept thinking when you were saying Page Master, I kept assuming that it was like a, uh, a King Arthur movie or the sword. I kept telling him the sword in the stone i was like so we're watching sword in the stone this week right and he's like no it it doesn't uh have anything to do with the sword in the stone uh there was a dragon and and a sword yeah and there was a wizard well no a page master who's apparently king of the library or king of the books um yeah i I enjoyed this more after I had had about 10 minutes of sleep. Because <laughs> um, I, I needed to be refreshed after the first half an hour. Yes, you had to take a nap partway through a 75-minute <laughs> movie. Yes, yes I did. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, I... I wouldn't watch this movie multiple times. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I loved this movie as a kid. And watching it now, it's like, oh man, this is so short. Nothing happens. <laughs> and they just move from set piece to set piece. And they throw enough things at you that you aren't able to focus on the fact that there's no overarching story. Right, yeah. And the theme is terrible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense that this nervous kid has to learn to love books. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be a jock or something. Right, That yeah. learns to love books. Or it should be a kid who reads all the time and learns to be brave through them. Yeah. Not someone who's apparently never been to a library mm-hmm. who then learns that books are fun and becomes brave. Mm-hmm. And he also didn't make any friends either. No, he's still friendless. <laughs> he has no In friends. In fact, he's gonna be the weirdo who shows up to school Talking and talks to about books. <laughs> the books. And, uh, you're not gonna make more friends being a book kid. <laughs> You don't want to be the kid that talks to the books. <laughs> At least he's got a normal bike now. He's not afraid to <laughs> drive or ride without his bike shield. I guess. Oh, uh, that's right. You like the weird bike. And that's why I give this a rating of one sweet bike out of two 90s pop ballads. <laughs> Uh, I would recommend not seeing it. Uh, it's yeah. not bad enough to be interesting, really. Uh, and although it's only 75 minutes, you have to pay to rent it. It's not available mm-hmm. on any streaming service included. Again, yeah. even though Disney owns 20th Century Fox now, so they could just put it up on Disney Plus with all the earnest movies. Yeah. I will say this was an excellent avenue for Macaulay Culkin to show off his yelling. (laughs) He screams so much in this movie. There's a lot of screaming. There is. Because there is a lot of danger. Like cartoon danger, but apparently also real life danger. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I don't recommend this either. Uh... Poor Rich going to therapy later in life talking about (laughs) when he slipped and that he was a cartoon for a bit Mm -hmm. and he made friends with books. And now his books talk to him. Oh my gosh. And he could never return those books to the library because those three specific books are his friends. Like he just keeps checking them out and never checks any other books out. No kidding. 
And also, like, he probably has that trauma of, like, thinking of the real-life dragon who has a real-life beanstalk <laughs> just infinitely growing out of his stomach. Um, yeah, anyway, that's the page master. Um, you can email us. We have an email address. It is 30below at or 30 below pod at gmail.com that is three zero below pod at gmail.com yeah and you can find us on facebook i am on twitter at ali in mpls a-l-i-i-n-m-p-l-s and also instagram ali in mpls you can find me on Twitter at Rick Boston. You can find me on Twitch at Northernmost Gamer, uh, playing through the Sonic the Hedgehog games from the Genesis right now. Are you voicing Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, I'm singing along with some of the theme songs, but Sonic doesn't really have anything to say. Yeah. I mean, when I get to Sonic 3 and Knuckles, he'll have a little more to say. Sonic's gotta go fast. He doesn't He's have time to speak. gotta go fast. <laughs> Sucking on those chili dogs. What? Uh, That's Jack and Diane. What? Uh, Sonic loves chili dogs in the 90s cartoons. Uh, in Sonic AM, he was all about chili dogs because in 1992, that was the most extreme food a kid could eat was chili dogs. <laughs> Anyway, so you stream on Twitch usually on Thursdays and Fridays, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and make sure to reach out to us if you have any suggestions for any movies, if you mm-hmm. want to be on. Uh, I'm also in a play right now. Yeah. Uh, I am in a play called The Bucket List of Booze Club. It is at 7.30 on Monday and Friday and Saturday um, at the Crane Theater in technically southeast um and it is also at 3 p.m on sunday and it is very good but but make sure you have tissues on you because it is a tearjerker yep if you're listening to the episode that comes out after this one you're too late yep you're too late (laughs) uh yeah uh make sure to subscribe uh Leave a review if you want on one of our podcast services. Maybe I'll see it. I don't know how it works. No one's ever left it. Yep. Nope. Uh, if you listen to a podcast service that we aren't on, let us know. Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. try mm-hmm. to figure out how to get on there. If you want to be a guest, you can do that. Just let us know. Or if you have recommendations. Not for this month because we're all set for this month but Hmm. you know or if you've got a recommendation for a theme we can do that too Hmm. so yeah let us know anyway i've been rick i've been Allie, and this has been 30 below bye